Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Chris and Ant show. What's up, Chris? How you doing today? What's going down, Ant? We got another show popping for you. We do have another show popping, and we got some great topics today. Starting off, we're going to talk about the GE stock split and why they did a little pop-off um, yesterday. So that's going to be fun. GE uh, is kind of split in their ways. What do you think about that? We're going to talk about that. Yeah. I'm excited. I love stocks. Woo, let's go. Saitama Inu. That's so hard to say. Is that worth your investment? What is it? Is that a new dog? I don't know. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Rivian stock. That one also took a little sore yesterday on an IPO. That was an IPO. Electric car maker. Took a, a actually a very nice pop yesterday. So we're going to talk about that. What else are we talking about today, bro? So after that, we got Westbrook and the Lakers. And I know there's a lot of Lakers fans out there. A lot of LeBron fans out there. I'm a LeBron fan. I want to see him get a couple rings so that he can definitely take that GOAT. So I don't know. Is Westbrook good for that scenario? Mm, we're going to see. We're going to talk about it. Also, Jokic talking, you know, staying on that basketball nude. Woo. Jokic gave Markeith Morris a nice a little, little shoulder. shoulder wind up. Is he going to the NFL? Woo. He might be going to the NFL Jokic after that give, one. Jokic giving it to him out there. We'll talk about that. Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, some of you may remember him. Some of you may not. Guy that killed, you know, three people or no, killed two people, injured one. And in I think it's with some weird, Keno oh, no, Kenosha. That's yeah, what it is. The, riot, Kenosha, the riots and looting Wisconsin and stuff. riots. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Rittenhouse. And then we got Par Paul Rudd. Sexiest man alive, Paul Rudd, takes it home? Taking it home. I would have thought it'd be Pete Davidson after his year this oh year. Oh, my god! But we're going to talk about Paul Rudd, maybe a little bit of Jeff Bezos and DiCaprio going back and forth there. That's a that's a nice list there. Who are you going on a date with? We're going to talk about that. I can't give that up now. Mm. Not giving that up right now. Gotcha. Yep. Well, where are we, bro? I'll let you start it. First topic of the day, GE Stock Flies. After they talk about a three-way split, I think this is pretty genius, to be honest. GE, what they're doing right now, the, the GE stock went up 2.6%, which is pretty good considering the price of the GE stock. Yeah. And it's it was it reached a three about a three and a half year high yesterday after the news that the GE will split its health sector into a health company, and that's gonna happen by 2023. GE will retain 19.9% in that company, or it's that's what they're saying right now. I guess they, these things could change. It's also going to combine its renewable energy, power, and digital businesses in 2020, uh, 2024. So essentially making like a um, renewable energy and digital conglomerate. And then it's, yeah. the rest of it is going to be made into a GE aviation company which is going to handle, you know, their planes and, yeah. and all that jazz, aviation jazz. Um, so it just makes sense. And Chief Executive Larry Culp said, by creating three industry-specific publicly traded companies, it each can benefit from greater focus, tailored capital allocation, and strategic flexibility to drive long-term growth and value. And, I mean, it just makes sense because if you have all these different companies um, and GE that G's controlling and, you know, it's just GE, then, I mean, it's going to be hard to have, you know, a congruent goal for each company. So to separate yeah. them really makes sense to me. What do you think about that, bro? 
No, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you. You know, it makes sense to me. And to be honest with you, I think they kind of took a page out of their old, um, I want to say he was the CEO, Jack Welsh. They, were, they took a page out of his book. When he went to GE and kind of took over, they had a bunch of companies, a bunch of different focuses, a bunch okay. of different, you know, appliances. And they were, they just had a hand in everything, right? right? And what he did was, is he got rid of everything that they couldn't be, I believe, number one and number two in, got rid of it all. And it, it really boosted their business. Like it, oh, okay. it, he's known for it in the business world as maybe that being one of the biggest turnovers in, in business history. Um, I'm not sure if it is or not. Whatever, that's regardless. But it, it was it's a big thing that Jack yeah, so Welch did are. for yeah. GE. So it, yeah. to me, it almost seems like a, a, a book out or a, a play out of that book. Rather. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean. It probably slightly is, to be honest. You're probably right. on to something there. So, you know, they're going to come, like you said, they're going to create three different companies. And they said it's going to be a well-capitalized investment-grade companies that focus on aviation, healthcare, energy. Um, and they say that they plan to have a, a spinoff GE Healthcare early 2023. Yep. Um, they want to retain 19.9% of stake in that business. Yep. They said they're going to combine GE Renewable, Power, and Digital Business into a company that should be moving forward early 2024. So that's like right around the corner too. Yeah, like very they're, soon. They're, they're not even quick. They're not waiting on this. They're like yeah. popping it off. Um, and then they said the remaining parts are going to be more than that aviation focused company. Yeah. And like I said, I think it's a good play. I think they're going right after that Jack Welsh playbook. Hey, let's get focused down on these specific areas that we can do well. And, and let's make it happen there. So I think it's a great play by GE. If you're a GE stockholder, you know what I say is hold it for five years. Yeah, um, I, mean, I want to say if you look at GE um, in the last five years, I want to say they're down, um, you know, 52%. Five years ago, real quick, they were somewhere around 230, 250. They're at 110 right now. Yeah, so it might be a good time yeah, to so get you, in right now. It's a decent time to get in. I think if you want to hold it for five, you know, we're kind of – Buy and hold investors. Diamond hands. Um, you can't just, you know, let it go. Yeah, you got to hold. And if but you I, let it go, don't let it all go. Well, just right. let a little bit of the bag go. Don't yeah. let the whole bag go. That's a good point. Because you, you'll, you'll mess around, let the whole bag go, and get, you know, $100, and then you would have kept that bag for five years, right. and it would have been way more than $100. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll talk about that here in a second, because I'm going to compare some Bitcoin numbers, and if you look at it five years ago, and you had some and you sold it and you don't have any now, you're probably oh, pooping yourself. Yeah, you you absolutely a really, really upset. messy poop. Yeah. A Not very like a clean one, like one that you gotta take some time to clean up. Wow. That's what I'm saying. So I think it's a good move, G. Yeah, that's a good move, G, for sure. Next up, say Saitama Uno. Is that worth your Saitama, investment? Saitama Inu. My gosh, I can't say it right. It's just ridiculous. What do you think about that, bro? Saitama Uno, so, you know, it's another one of these things. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. You know, maybe you could go to their website, check it out, and, you know, figure it out from there. But, you know, to me, it's just another one of those cryptos, right? It works right. very similar to SafeMoon. Like, I looked up kind of the protocols and the way it works. You know, if you hold the coin, you get more coins. Supposedly, they have, like, a whale protection mechanism built into the crypto. Yeah, I've seen that. I believe that it also burns as well. So it's very similar to a safe moon, you know, maybe very similar to a Shiba Inu, which has popped recently. Yeah. You know, if you, there was one person that made an $8,000, I believe this is correct, made an $8,000 investment, turned it into something like upwards of 5 billion plus. 
Wow. Um, and then cash 2.5 billion of that out $8,000 investment. Wow. Holler that's, at your boy. That's, that's the diamond hands right there. So boy had diamond hands. It probably went from 8,000 to maybe 2000 up to, you know, some billion. So paper hands, he would have had like 20 K. Yeah. Paper. Yeah, exactly. You got paper hands, hands and you're, <clears throat> some people have done some questionable things yeah. because of the, those decisions they made. I'll just leave it at that. But so I think it's just like another one of them cryptos, like a Shiba Inu, something that could, you know, really pop moving forward if you're willing to invest some money and hold it, right? So yeah. and you know, it I think might it's not even be... have to be too much money right. if you really think about it. Yeah, exactly. Like a, that's what I'm saying. Eight thousand to some billion dollars. I mean, if you yeah. take an eight hundred dollar investment. Um, you know, you might be at some mil couple you million. You had been a couple million there. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, what's what's wrong with that? Yeah, nothing wrong with millions, right? Bill billions are good. Nothing wrong with millions, right? Especially for eight hundred dollars. Um, so <laughs> right. this is that, that's kind of what my point is here. Is crypto has made this kind of, um, you know, it, it it does this over and over again. Five years ago, I just kind of mentioned I was gonna look at Bitcoin compared to the stocks. Five years ago, Bitcoin was around eight hundred dollars. Now it's Gosh. around 64K. You, you say that right now, and I am just so, so mad at I myself that and, I do you not and everybody have in the world. Like 800 Bitcoin. I could have bought a couple Bitcoin. You and everybody in the world. I could have bought a cut like two, three, four Bitcoin. Yeah. So you know, Ethereum. five maybe. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, and now that would have been, five you know, years. $250,000, $300,000. You, you got five-year diamond hands. You got them five wow. carats. So this is what I'm and yeah. Ethereum. Well, I didn't 11. buy the, I didn't even buy the Bitcoin. So I didn't have put the paper hands. I, I just never bought saying. it. You so learn from I, your mistakes. Yeah, so, yeah. But Ethereum, eleven dollars five years ago, today forty six hundred. Gosh, that's Litecoin, a nice five years ago, three dollars. Today, yeah. two hundred and fifty seven dollars. Yeah. Doge five years ago. Fractions of a Don't penny. Don't even talk to me about Doge. Fractions of a penny. It's worth twenty five cents now. So I'm just, you know, these are multiple different things. Yeah. Shiba Inu is another coin that we can kind of say. And all the cryptos you can really kind of follow that same path for. So, you know, I think if you get in early on Saitama Uno and it goes through, I mean, obviously you could lose all your money. I'm you not going to say that you can't. You can always lose your money. You could lose it. your money tomorrow, though, if you buy an $800 right. TV. Yeah, exactly. You could buy an $800 or an $800 TV Xbox you're or never with getting some that controllers back. and a couple games. And That's you, a just good point. Lost your, you just lost that 800 some people pay eight hundred dollars for a you bottle of saying? alcohol or something like that, which yeah. I guess you could resell, maybe like kind of like some Elon Musk kind of play there. But right, exactly. So that, that's my take. Is I think it's a good play, buy and hold for five years, and I think you're you know that's kind of a reoccurrence with us. We're buy and hold investors. Yeah, buy and hold for five years. I think you're good on Saitama Uno. Okay, um, I I'm gonna go. I I'm obviously gonna go with that. Um, so if you don't know what Saitama Inu is, it's a cryptocurrency that uses the Ethereum network. Um, it's a passive income system, which means that 2% of every transaction is redistributed to the people that are holding it. So if you're holding, nice. so if you hold, you get more. Coins. If you hold it, when people sell it or exchange it in different places, the holders are going to get more, some of those coins. Um, it also has a deflation, it's deflationary built in. So in that same transaction, when people are doing those exchanges, it takes an additional 2% and it burns that 2%. Nice. So that means with the more exchanges that end up happening with Saitama Inu, yeah. the higher it's going to be worth because the more transactions, the more coins like that, that are going to get burned. So that's pretty awesome. 
And then, like you said, it, they do claim to have some type of whale-resistant thing coated in. That I'm not 100% for sure. Like, how are yeah, they protecting against a whale? I'm not I sure. No, I don't know how gonna that's going to work because, obviously, people have more money than others, and they invest more than others. So when they sell it, it kind of inflates things or deflates them, whatever you want to say. But, like, I don't know how they did that. We're going to see. They say they have an anti-whale. Yeah. That's cool. So I, I just think it's smart. Like you said, if if you put $800 into it, I think you get something like what, like a couple billion coins. So, yeah, I mean, for sure. it's like, if you know, invest the money you're going to spend on a couple Christmas presents for a couple years, you know, for a year. And uh, five years. You got an investment. Just hold it. You know, just buy it and hold it. So I think it's a good idea. I mean, I, I'm definitely in the Saitama Inu. So, I mean, if obviously if you're investing, we're not professional investors. So, I mean, do your due diligence, okay? Don't just listen to us and spend your money and then try to blame us for anything because it is your money. And like J.G. Wentworth said, you need it now. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, do well, your own you due diligence. Now, but I, I got Saitama Inu for sure. Yeah, if you need your money now, then I don't. I'm not sure that, you know, investing is your best bet. Yeah. You know, as we said, we're hold investors. Buy and hold it. Don't sell it quick. Five years, say Tama. Diamond, say Tama Uno, you're good to go. And the next thing we're going to talk about here, EV cars. Obviously, Tesla has been talks of, yeah. you know, the stock world, business world, you know, the nation for, for quite some time. And an electric car maker today, Rivian, their stock soars. I think they hit... Yep. You know, something like a hundred some dollars today. The Rivian. Yep. The Rivian um, IPO. It just IPO just today. IPO today. Yep. And, you know, if you look at stocks like Tesla, there's another one that that's in my portfolio named Arrow. Um, there's another one named FUV, F-U-V-A-Y-R-O. These are the different EV stocks. And if you look at them again, I'm going to give you this five year period. They're looking very nice over a five year period. I mean, yeah. you could have got these. Um, you know, I think at some like a dollar or something like that, um, you know, go look for yourself, you know, check out, check out their, their graphs. But my point is, is if you would have held any of these Tesla included for five years, you're looking pretty good. So, right. you know, the so, stock is 110 some dollars. If you hold it for five years, I think you're looking good. You know, one of the big things that's really blowing them up and giving them a lot of buzz is they've been able to put that, the, the, a pickup truck out they're calling it the r1t and it's supposed to hit the market this fall so they're really the first ev company um battery powered vehicle that's put a truck out and that's what a lot of people have been waiting for the cyber truck had a lot of um eyeballs a lot of interest when it was first announced there with tesla this truck one in the same i don't it's not like it's not i'm not saying it's a cyber truck but i'm saying that it's getting a lot of attention um, here in the marketplace and I think that's why the stock soared so you know I think if you're looking at EVs um, you know if you've been in them for the last five years you know that it's been um, some nice returns and I think you'll probably see that um, with Rivian especially since they got a product actually hitting the market I mean yeah. that's a big deal well I mean that I was looking at the Rivian they started their IPO at 57 to 62 bucks and that was what okay. they started to file it at. After that, they boosted it up to seventy-two to seventy-four bucks. Yeah. It ended up going all the way up to a hundred dollars, a hundred and six. Nice. And it it ended up op opening at one oh six, 
ended up closing at a hundred a hundred dollars and seventy three cents okay so it, it beat its uh offering price by 22 bucks they yeah. were able to raise like 11.9 billion dollars for their you know their truck you're talking about yeah so that's that's pretty impressive they're gonna have a lot of trucks going out and that actually happened to be the seventh largest u.s ipo that's ever released wow and some of the that's names impressive. on this list are pretty impressive like alibaba debuted 25 billion they raised wow okay um visa 19.7 gm 18.4 so i mean they're up there with some massive yeah names. that's impressive i am Where sweating jay can from? you give me a towel i am sweating right now my goodness Are you nervous over there no i'm not nervous it's hot and i got freaking sweatpants on my gosh thank you jay Woo! thank you it's a good thing we got a producer and, back there my man and don't get it on my table and you know don't and i'm just mike you know you know what hit you know what's getting me so hot and sweaty right now this rivian stock news you know right my money's going up so i'm getting all hot Ooh, and sweaty that right does now. get me hot and bothered too Aaron. you know I'll what i'm saying what, so there we the go stocks, but the that, money starts flowing it starts flowing and juices going, get to going and you start sweating so that's it but yeah so the rivian stock popped up next on the agenda westbrook good for the lakers i don't know um see you you've been hating on westbrook bro you've been hating on him for years you've been you know saying this. for years you know that what that, i say about him that he's not he's not the guy and i don't know i still think that westbrook can can get into it honestly he's been having a hard time transitioning the lakers he hasn't played with lebron yet because lebron's been out so i mean he hasn't really actually been in the role that he's going to be in he in the lakers with anyone no but i'm just saying just like that packer my point is he hasn't played with LeBron. So his role with the Lakers now when LeBron comes back is not the same role it is now. So, okay. he, you know, when LeBron comes back, he, LeBron will see the ball more. Some of these turnovers that, that Russell Westbrook is getting because he has the ball more will be lower because LeBron's going to have the ball. Okay. And I think he's going to be able to get into it. Um, he obviously needs to cut down on the turnovers. He he be moving with the ball though. If you watch the Lakers, the other night he made bad cuts, got the ball under the hole, he missed the dunk, but I mean, he moves without the ball I think when LeBron is back. I think it's going to be a new dynamic. I don't think Lakers fans need to worry just yet. I I think there's still time. There's still time. What do you think, bro? Well, I told you that when I'll just first I'll just say this the Lakers are the eighth seed in the West right now so he hasn't pushed them completely out of the playoffs if we were gonna start today you know what I mean so you know I guess he's got that going for him right you know I told you when the Lakers acquired him that I graded it a C acquisition like I didn't think it was special I wasn't too excited about it yes he's athletic yes he gets triple doubles Yes, he is a good player. I believe he's on the top 75 team as well as he should be. So I'm not trying to hate on him in that regard. I mean, the man's a triple-double um, maniac. Yeah. Well, he be did, yeah, best I'm not, ever, I'm not hating to be on honest. That. Best not ever. Hating on that. Best man ever at the triple-doubles, that's for sure. Um, but a lot of the times I see him fighting big men for rebounds. Like, that's what I've always said about him. He's a stat packer. He's not really in it for the team. Like, might as well let your big man get the rebound, right? Let him get the stat. That's what he plays well, the whole I game mean, to get the rebound. You fly in and steal a rebound from him. He to don't me, always be stealing rebounds. I get it. Though. I'm just saying, not the best team player you've ever seen in the NBA. 
I think that takes a lot of team chemistry, um, Mm. a lot of hustle out there to get the dub. And he's just so he hustles. He hustles, but he's just so abrasive. You can't say that man. He doesn't look fluid on the court. Like I said, a C acquisition. I've never loved him anywhere he's been. Really, Um, you have said that. Love him. You have said that. I'll give you that. I put him right up there with James Harden. I think James Harden's another stat packer. Uh, you know, another kind of them players that just don't mesh well on a team, take way too many shots, can't get a team chemistry going, therefore can't win a ring because of it. Can't even get to a ship. Well, I guess he got to one in OKC, but that was young Harden. Um, you know, he's a completely well, different player. The, so, yeah, he, he had, had KD. KD. Right. His Houston team was lackluster, especially in the West. I mean, he had you always had. Chris had Paul I on feel there. like you always talk about how Paul's these on there. They were pretty good. Chris we Paul, but you were talking the, about you talk about you talk about L.A. You talk about the Spurs dynasty in that same time. That team, they weren't beating them. Sure, I, I get they it. But my point them. is this: is I just I've no. never been impressed by his play. To me, he's always kind of been a stat packer. He's not somebody that if I had an NBA franchise, which I don't, so you know, take it for what it's worth. I wouldn't want to bring him into my franchise. I would have been looking for other people if I was a Lakers. I would have tried to acquire somebody else. Now, one thing that I think they might have going for him is I think they could possibly move Westbrook and and get somebody for him and, and you know yeah. build some role players around LeBron and AD. I think if you do that, you can actually win a ring, get that cohesive gameplay so you, down. As long so as you're saying playing, trade them, as long you're as you're saying trade healthy. them and try to get. But then again, pieces. it's not, what, I don't is know that what you're saying. It's all going to depend on what you can get for him. Because if I don't get anything for him. I'm not trading him because he's a so he's what a do top you so what do you so what do you need to get what do you need to get who would I like to get who are you getting what what are you trying to give me give I mean, me that's a give me question. an example I don't know like that's are you question. are you going to get like a young player are you trying to get old vet no I'm trying to get somebody that can win me a ring now I got LeBron now LeBron's not getting younger so like a, I'm a, trying to get someone that can win a ring now it might be probably another guard. Um, you know, maybe like even I don't know Jalen Brown. Nah, I don't know about that. Jalen Brown's pretty good. Maybe you can get Russell Westbrook for Jalen Brown. I know they talked about Ben Simmons. I might even give him up for Ben Simmons. Um, for Ben let, Simmons. Oh, I, you well, talk so much smash about Ben Simmons. I now talk, you talk yes, about, but he fits well with up. two big scorers, with LeBron and AD. When he doesn't have to facilitate stuff, he can yeah. guard the best player. He can play his defense and tire down the people that yeah. LeBron and AD. If they and give up Russell Westbrook guard, for Ben Simmons, that's and then not, he can just pass to AD no way, and no. pass to LeBron and facilitate them to and allow them to to win the game because them mm. two are enough to win the game. You don't need another star, like a star power needing the ball kind of player. That's my point. Oh well, I don't know about that. If you get if you get rid of Westbrook for somebody like a Ben Simmons, I'm mad at it. Me personally, you but I I like Westbrook. So the rest of the world probably isn't with, better, with me on this because I mean I think even it might give him a better chance to win a ring. Skip and Shannon were hating on Westbrook. They're calling him Westbrook. I mean a lot of people are hating yeah, on Westbrook, Westbrook right now. So I might be the only man in the world right now with this stance. But I honestly feel like when LeBron comes back. He, he's gonna he's gonna have to fall into LeBron's team, and I think LeBron holding the ball more. It's gonna it's gonna take down the turnovers. He's very active on the rebounds and everything. The turnovers LeBron was are averaging come down. four turnovers 
Westbrook was averaging five. So LeBron, I mean, LeBron's so, not turning it over much less right now. No, but I'm say saying that. with with Westbrook holding the ball, you know, if he holds the ball, you know, 30 minutes now, he's going to be holding it 20 with LeBron back. I don't disagree with so, that. So, I mean, but that's, that's going to help. That's going to help, and I think the Lakers can, can still come back. Now, I, I really hope Westbrook comes in because – if not, I'm going to be eating my words. I've been talking talking Westbrook up for years, for years. Triple-double king just scores, mashes on your face, passes the ball, rebounds. This man does it all. Fantasy, fantasy guru. Favorite. I mean, if That's you're a on point, a fantasy Jeff. team and you don't have Russell Westbrook, you are insane because he is scoring Buckety not this bucks. year. He's not averaging double double this year. He's still scoring year, good fantasy numbers. Still scoring good fantasy numbers with he's the at, numbers he's what, putting what is up. He at? He's at eighteen point eight. He's points, still putting up the fantasy. Eight point eight rebounds. Eight point five assists. So That's I mean, fantasy numbers. Good fantasy numbers. Five turnovers. So I mean, I love Russell Westbrook. I hope he. I hope he turns it around. And uh, yeah, that's where we're going with that one. Yeah. So I, to me, it's a little. It's a little early to, to tell because I think he's got a good enough player to turn it around with the Lakers, with LeBron coming back, with AD. I think they got the roster that can do it. It's all going to depend on their chemistry. I'm rooting for the Lakers. I'd love to see him get another championship. Go, LeBron. Um, but Team I guess LeBron. we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm not excited about Westbrook, but we'll see. LeBron's the GOAT. Where are we and at, Jokic unsportsmanlike conduct. Did you? Okay, so first off, if you didn't see Jokic in this Mar Markeith Morris, you know, battle the other night, you have to look it up on Twitter. You have to check this out. So Markeith Morris just kind of gives him like a little, you know, shoulder check, like you know, the shoulder check you give to a to a yeah high school friend in the hallway, like you know, kind of hard. But I might fight my friend if know, they do that to but, me. Still, that's that but was the, no, 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 the, the Markeith Morris one before oh, that. Okay. So then, Jokic gets mad as hell. Yeah. He must have got mad as hell. Yeah, European. Because Marquise took down the court, he got European mad, and he blasted him. He yeah. NFL linebacker blasted him with his on head the turn. With his head turn. So on it, that was definitely unsportsmanlike conduct. J Jokic, that was whack, and it was kind of funny that the Jokic brothers made a Twitter to talk crap to the to Mar uh, Marquise and his fam. His brother, so that's pretty funny. But I I do agree with the unsportsmanlike yeah, conduct. Um, I do agree with the suspension. He got what did he got suspended for a game? I think yeah. Jimmy Buckets got fined a couple dollars, couple more than a couple dollars, but he got fined for yelling. But you know, Jokic is obviously going to use the lose the salary for that game, so that that's a pretty pretty yeah. big fine Fucking in itself. Change. Um. I don't. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad that it happened. I'm not mad at Jokic or Morris. I mean, the game is the game. It gets heated. It gets passionate. Yeah. I think all the big men from Shaq to to Barkley, to um, I mean, Ron Artest when Jermaine O'Neal when they when they went into the stands, something like that was way that was crazier way than crazy. this. Way crazier fans. than this. They was fighting fans. So something like that's way crazier. I don't. I didn't hate it, but it was definitely unsportsmanlike conduct. I think the league was correct in suspending him, you know, and all that. Yeah. But I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. What do you think, bro? No, I mean, I'm kind of with you. I mean, Jokic, like we said, shoulder checks Markeith, you know, after he kind of like undercuts him in the ribs and like 
hits him with like he, one of those. Bullets, yeah, it was a barely, like right up under the rim. Hit, it was a and barely that probably hit hurt. Him. I mean, it probably, it probably hurt a little bit. bit, especially for a basketball player, a little I soft mean, and fuzzy, a little soft fuzzy basketball player might hurt. But I mean, it wasn't. I thought it was. I thought it was kind of funny. And then Markeith turns around like it's just a normal foul. And yeah. Jokic looked like he got he was super saiyan mode. Super saiyan. He was mad as hell. Mad and just boom, boomed him right. So Jimmy <laughs> Butler. No wait, Markeith got fined fifty k. So that's how much he got fined. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets, um, copped a 30K fine. Let's see, that's not that bad. And Jokic wound up losing like 201000 bucks for his one-game suspension because yeah, he's not going to get paid for the game. So that's, that's that's a good amount. That's a good amount of change. Yeah. For one um, game. That's a good amount of – Yeah, he's – yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, to yeah. me, am I – like, that's pretty emotional, right? So they always say Europeans are emotional, just mess with them. Uh, to me, it almost proves the point. Very emotional. Almost what you could say, uh, maybe a hard foul, but nothing that any NBA player hasn't taken before. Yeah, probably. the Markeith one when Morris hit him? That wasn't that hard wasn't of a that foul. wasn't that hard. That's Not what I'm that. saying. And then Not to that get hard. that mad and to, you know, shoulder check someone who's got their head turned, you know, that's kind of soft, Jokic, yeah. a little soft. Like, a little softy, softy. Could have squared up with him or something, maybe, if you that, really wanted to be about it. That would have two hundred a K would have been worth now, it. Now, see that that right there would have made it. You know, if Jokic put them that. hands up, squared up with that. them, face to face, man to that. man, macho e macho. You know what I'm saying? Right. That would have been way better. I mean, it, it definitely took a tide when yeah. he he's he spear he almost he blasted him from the back. Yeah, he blasted him, and he wasn't even looking. Like at least yeah. at least say hey. Markeith, you better look this way because me and you got beef. We got beef. We got beef, boy. We got a McDouble, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So that was whack. That was whack that he hit him in the back. But, I mean, yeah. whatever. No, so, like, like I said, I don't really care. To me, it's kind of funny more than anything. Jokic lose 200. They lose some money. Suspended for a game. Um, like I said, he's kind of, you know, soft, little European, and it kind of shows with that. That's kind of what I think, yeah. and that, you know, people are probably just going to mess with him more now because why wouldn't you and mess you know, with him? And then he hits you in the back, and now yeah. he's out two games. I do that in the playoff. I got myself a I got, you myself got yourself a the series. That's the series. And you and lose 200 grand. You know, the so. funny thing, I also heard a – I don't remember what announcer it was or even what channel they were on, maybe ESPN Sports Center. I don't know what it was, but they were talking about how – they were all for it because NBA is petty, and he's here for the pettiness. That's what he, he said. He does like the pettiness. And, and I mean, and the, and Luca. the Luca NBA has the a lot of pettiness, too. and it you know it is entertaining. So I mean, oh yeah, definitely. I'm not mad at it. I'm not, not mad, mad at the it. entertainment. Dumb play, but hey, if you want to do it again, keep it up, Jokic. Do what you do. That was a pretty strong shot. Yeah. Next time, let's get a knockout, or let's square up. Let me square up, and then we can put this on uh, HBO. With boxing gloves, and we can make another five five milli. What if we can get Jokic and Marquise? Oh, there we go. What if we get Jokic and Marquise on the Jake Paul thriller? On the Jake Paul thriller? On the Jake Paul card? On someone's card? What if we can? Maybe we can get the Morris brothers in here too. We can get it popping. You Logan, Jake Paul, please make this happen. You make you all make everything happen. Logan, Jake Paul, please make it happen. We're going Jokic. Markeith Morris, yeah, on the and, trailer card. And I don't. They're not even on trailer no more. They're on big time. Whatever it is, they're fighting trailer, Showtime. Showtime. They're fighting wherever. HBO. Wherever they're fighting the big, Morris the big boys. Right there we go. Morris brothers, Jokic brothers, and the Paul brothers in a tag team. Tag team. There we go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. 
that's hilarious but next up anyway next up we got the kyle rittenhouse um um story and this was pretty pretty intense kyle rittenhouse um testified today and he he actually started to tear up a little bit if you were watching it. Well, of course you're gonna face that much yeah. jail time. You're gonna tear up in For, court too. Yeah, he was tearing up. The George, the George, the judge actually had to wait. You know, you know, tell everybody wait, take ten minutes, come Grab back, reconvene. Yeah, because he was he was wrecked. But after he testifies, um, he was pretty much just saying that he did it all in self defense. And yeah. uh, what he said was the first guy ambushed him. Um, what was it Rosenbaum so that's the guy that he shot for, shot four times so the defense was trying to say you know why are you shooting him four times if it was just defense hey but well, I let's mean be serious cops shoot handcuffed people ten times wow so. that yeah and they get away with defense all the time ten times I love nine cops shots. I'm just saying sometimes you gotta shoot people that are handcuffed yeah. a little too much shoot them once like the bullets they'd be well, they do some damage I don't know I don't know about that anyway, don't even go ahead bro yeah don't even shoot nobody, cops. I I think they'd be shooting people way too soon. They'd be shooting people before they even see lethal. I was trained in the military for those kind of classes, and I don't know. They're, sometimes they're a little bit interesting. But anyway, so he said Rosenbaum ambushed him. Rosenbaum ambushed him. He shot him four times. After that, he took off down the road, and that's when he was running down the road. Yeah. When he was running down the road, he, he said that he was trying to get to the cops. And then the defense goes, well, why are you, or the prosecution goes, well, why are you trying to get to the cops? And he said, well, because I was trying to get, you know, tell them because I didn't do anything, anything wrong. I was in the defense. Right. So, I mean, if, if he actually thought that he was doing wrong or like premeditated that in any way or actually wanted to kill him and then was trying to get away with it, why would you be running towards the cops? That's a pretty good defense right there. Yeah. And um, so then after that, he's taken out on the street. The second guy, Hubber, strikes him in the neck twice with his skateboard. Um, and then he said he tried to get the gun away from him. So he fired one time at him. He ended up passing away. The third guy pulled out a pistol. Yeah. And then he shot at him. So, I mean, especially in the situation, I think he said people were yelling, get him and kill him and other random things. Oh, yeah. He, he's a young kid. He was probably pretty scared of his life. So, I mean, I, I honestly really do believe that the, what he's saying. And it was kind of funny, too, because the prosecution was trying to, like, bring up things that the judge told him they couldn't bring up. If you've seen that today, I don't know if you've seen it. But the judge just lit, just lighting up the prosecution, talking about you can't bring this in. I already told you this. Why yeah. you, you know the law good enough to know you can't do this. And then the defense lawyer oh, is saying the rough. same thing. He was like, this is ridiculous. Oh, my God. So, I mean, now I read some things talking about they might what happened, what might what could happen. I don't know if it's going to happen is it might get thrown out because and of then that because of because of the prosecution or whatever. And wow. if it does, they might be able to never try him again because of double jeopardy. So that would be a big fail if that happens to the prosecution. I'm not sure if it is going to, but that's pretty interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, to be honest with you, I kind of saw the footage when it came out, you know, a year ago or whatever it was. I don't know how long it was. Yeah. I saw it some time ago. And when I saw it, I was like, yeah, that's self-defense. You I saw yeah. it again. I was like, well, that's self-defense. Yeah. You know, realistically, he's a teenager. Now, some could say, why are you there with an AR-15? You know, I could probably agree with that. You know, I, I would agree say, with that. You know, why are you there? That's 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 probably a decent question yeah. to ask. 
But then again, it's his right to have an AR-15. He's open carrying it, and I'm a, I'm an American patriot. So yeah, to I me, mean, he's exercising his rights. That's right? true. That's he's true. in a protest area where maybe he doesn't feel comfortable. Makes sense. People have been shot and killed at these protests. Well, he said okay? he was there to and defend property, pe- right? Yeah, sure. People have yeah. been shot and killed you know, at the protest. People have been shot and killed at Capitol Hill. You know, people get shot and killed in protest, regardless if it's BLM or regardless if it was whatever. That's what happens sometimes. Kent State, people got shot by cops. It happens, right? It happens. So for him to take his... Yeah, the National Guard, right? Oh, yeah, that was the National Guard. That's correct. Yeah, that was the National Guard. So, and that's, I guess that's kind of my point is people do get shot in places like that. And so he was scared. He brought his AR-15. Three different people attacked him well, in a he large brought crowd. His, he brought his AR-15 to defend the property of his business, family's business. Yeah. So that's why he had the AR-15. Right, which, I mean, like, again, to me, it's, you know, someone could say, why are you doing that? But then it comes back to, well, it's his right to have an AR-15. It's his right to be on his family's property. It's his right to want to protect, the, I mean, property. Yeah. I don't know if you want to shoot someone over property. I don't know. Don't kill somebody over property. But... I guess my point is this, is they physically attacked him, charged a man with a gun. Why would you charge a man with an AR-15 anyway, especially if all you have is a skateboard in your fists? Not very intelligent. Those guys, I believe, had a a decent rap sheet for assault. So they weren't running up to him to give him a a kiss on the lips or a hug or anything. And and also, what do you think about this? They were going up there to to get his rifle, and maybe they would have shot him, or who knows what would have happened. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, what happens when... He doesn't fire, and they actually subdue him, grab his rifle, take his rifle. Now what? Does he get shot? Probably. Would be my guess. And then you got the third guy points a pistol at him. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, What kind of sense? If you're going to point a pistol at him, you better shoot him. Because you're you're lucky that you're even still alive. Yeah. I'm not even sure. That was the guy that survived. The, the guy, guy with survived. the pistol survived. survived. How does that happen? Right. Skateboard man doesn't. Probably because. That's kind of weird. You know why? Probably because he had a little bit of distance from him. Where skateboard man and the other guy kind of charged him and took a bullet very yeah. close. Right. Where this guy had a little bit of distance. Yeah, so that's that, probably that true. might be why. But I'm just saying, like, not very smart. If you're not going to shoot him, why are you pointing a gun at him? If somebody is just killed two people me personally i'm not running towards it no if it's not my family and i don't have a gun i'm not going towards it i it does, i don't care so not very smart yeah i'll just I say mean, that yeah so i mean to me it was self-defense uh, you know a teenager got attacked by you know some people in a protest and dumb shit happened that's all it was. Collateral damage happened. I, I I'm tend to agree, especially after seeing the protest. And actually, I remember what it was. The The defense was trying to use a um, narrative where Rittenhouse, say, 10 days prior to the incident, told people that were vandalizing his vehicle or, or somebody's vehicle that he, he wished he had his AR to kill him or to shoot him. So the defense was trying to use that in saying, well, if 10 days earlier he was saying this, then obviously, yeah, that's what the defense was saying. Okay. But the judge was saying that it wasn't the same because he didn't have his AR when he said it. So it was like speculation at the time. And the judge said it's very different from a guy saying, oh, I would shoot you if you were on my car or 
without a gun to a guy holding a gun saying, oh, I'm about to shoot you if you're on my car. Well, there was so I mean, and and, also to me, you got it. There was a lot of protesters there that he could yeah. have shot. If yeah, was, he could know. have killed a lot more people than but three. He if only he was killed trying to three shoot people. people that were literally two attacking him, one pointing yeah. a gun. At I mean, him. that's another good. That's what that's another thing I thought, like if he was actually just there to kill protesters, uh, a lot more than three could have been hit. Right. And the only ones that got hit were people that were uh, and he ran away him, and then they so uh, they they, kept they followed him. him and chased him down the street. I mean, like, come on. So uh, it looks like self defense to me. I agree. Um, last up, Paul Rudd gets sexiest man sexy. of the year. He's too sexy now, for his shirt. Too sexy for his shirt. So sexy it hurts. Something like that. Ooh. Yeah, so Paul Rudd, Sexiest Man of the Year by People's Magazine. Now, I'm not really sure when I see Ant-Man in his little spandex outfit that I think sexy. It doesn't, to me, I, that's just not, that's not who I'm getting to be in my sexy music video. He looks good. He's a good-looking man. I'm not hating on Paul Rudd because he definitely is a very good-looking man. He's funny. Um, he's very funny, so that helps. We, we we saw it with the Pete Davidson thing. Yeah. You know, funny is obviously the Trump. You can get Kim K and whoever else you want if you're funny. Yeah. So that that's definitely a thing. Um, so the question we have, Jeff Bezos, Leonardo DiCaprio, who are we picking for Sexiest Man? Or who are you picking just in general? I put a list together. I'm not going to lie. I put a little bit of a list together. I'm definitely taking Ryan Reynolds. Oh, you put a list together? I, I'm taking Ryan Reynolds all day over top of Paul Rudd. I'm not hating on you, Paul okay. Rudd. Ryan Reynolds is definitely on top of Paul Rudd. I'm also taking Jamie Dornan. Now, now that's Who's the Fifty that? Shades main actor. Where do we come up with these He's people? definitely sexier than Paul Rudd. I'm just going to say that. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, sexier than Paul Rudd. Okay, I can agree with that. Now, Jeff Bezos is not allowed on the sexiest man alive list. The man cannot make the list. Okay, so I was he asking. is not available to be on the list because he's just. But who are you taking not on a date? Sexy. Who are you taking on a date? If I don't know their names, not Jeff Bezos. If I don't you see do the know their ball, names. if I don't see the Black American Express or the one billion dollars hanging out of his right pocket not jeff bezos that'd be funny and honestly i'm probably not taking jeff bezos anyway because that boy ugly that boy ugly he's been working out though he, he has he has been working out i will give him that his body is not the worst you've ever seen it's the ears the ears and the eyes are big he must work out I don't know how you do eye workouts. So I don't know where all these other people came from. Okay. I was just sitting here. Sexiest man alive. I got to come Rudd, up with a list. Bro. Jeff Bezos, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. You know, who are you going to dinner with? That's kind of, kind of what I was thinking. I guess the difference between a straight and a gay man. Yeah, well, I'll just say that. Yeah. But well, we so know anyway, so but just a couple days before Paul Rudd is named sexiest man alive. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. Almost steals Jeff Bezos' girl well, simply by a 10 second interaction. I mean, it's Mr. Leonardo, steal your girl, it's Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. Right? That's, I mean, so it's interesting there, right? You're, you're with, with someone worth 201 billion in Bezos. Doesn't even matter. You know, they say money can't buy happiness. It 
also can't buy sexiness. And her eyes were just looking all over my boy Leo. Yeah. Looking, I don't looking at him like he was Jack in the, in Titanic. Jack, lift me up, Jack. I would have... I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you blame her? Probably no, not. No, I right? don't. No, not right? at all. So, I mean, and, and she's got to get so her eye candy somewhere. You. Who you go on a date with? Paul Rudd, Leo, Jeff. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Who are you? So, so who so you Leo, going? in my opinion, is, is better looking than Paul. Okay, let's. I got to be honest I mean, here. You have to As say a straight it. man, we can all say that. I know you straight men have said that Leo Rudd. is a good looking dude. Right. Maybe it's the bad dad bod that he's got going on lately. Whatever. I mean, dad I bods know. are in. They say Tyson they are Fury in. won a world championship with, with that's a true. pretty epic dad bod. We'll yeah, say that's that. True. true. That's a good point. And then, so, Leo actually won back-to-back Sexiest Man Championships from Glamour Magazine. <laughs> well, he is a two-time. So, he's a two-time. Leonardo the two-time. So, Leo oh, two-time champion DiCaprio. So maybe they were just tired of giving it to Leo. So this is what I'm saying. Like, maybe that's what it is. But then also you got to think like Jeff Bezos is worth 200 and some billion. Yeah. Leo is, they say on Google, which is probably wrong. Who knows? But I think 260 million. So he's, so Jeff so wait, 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 wait. has more B's than M's. He's got the B, they got the same amount, but one is M's and one's B's. That seems pretty close. close to the same amount. So you got, you almost might be able to say, well, if someone was to go out with Jeff Bezos, then personality, you know what I mean? You're not so shallow. Do you, you might think be a he, little smart because he has a lot of money. And do you, you think do he has a personality that. since he, he's so smart? Or do you might. think he's like a robot? So I don't know. I'm just saying, are we shallow? Are you a gold digger if you're trying to go for smarts? Like, is that like, are you not allowed to go for smart people here? You know what well, I mean? So, I think the and goal, Jeff Bezos whoa, whoa, whoa. can take you to space right I now. In, in a spaceship, there's only a so few wait, people that so can take now. you to space. And, and tell me that it's I not pretty. I want to go to space. I want to go to space. But the question is, the question is, are you dating him because he can take you to space or are you seeing him because he's sexy? That's the question. Yes, I'm still going with Leo, though. Yeah, I'm going. You got to go. I'm still going with Leo. But you saw. Well, if I want to learn some business talk, obviously, I'm going with Jeff. I mean, we're talking strictly sexiest man alive on looks here. Leo, we'll go get a steak. But if (laughs) we're talking business. Obviously, it's Jeff. Well, well, I mean, if we're talking business, I'm trying to throw my man Elon Musk in the mix then. Well, okay. That's all I'm saying. Because Elon, he ugly, but he well, ain't Elon, as... Elon he, or Jeff then? Who's he ain't better as looking scale? Elon is be- better looking than Jeff Bezos. Damn, Jeff. Yeah, I think. It's just the bald head. The bald head don't do it for... Maybe it's the... Maybe that's it's the, the baldness. That's the power look. No, not for me. That's not the power look for me. He looks like Lex Luthor had big rat eyes and Dumbo ears. Damn, That's Jeff, Jeff Bezos. I think you look good, Jeff. Keep up the I'm great just work. He's cute. If if you like, keep up that the great type work, of thing. You know what I'm saying. But that is it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming to another Chris and Ant show. That's right. Please like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, do all that good jazz. That's right. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. We are at, we are on um, podcast. So we are all over the place. So until next time, see you later. Go grab the book. Some more, live more. <laughs>